It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. First down, Denver. Now, first and 10. It's first and 10 at 10. Huge Denver first down. Here's Ryan Edwards, Steve Atwater, and Andrew Mason. First down. On Orange and Blue 760. All right, here we go. Welcome to first and 10 at 10, Orange and Blue 760. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, Steve Atwater with you. Do we have OM Mace? All right. Andrew, what's up, man? Hey, how are you? Live from <laughs> UC Health Trading Center. Yeah, what's up, man? I'm uh, doing great. We, uh, we, it's, been a, it's been a wild morning. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're, we're... Save me a donut, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It, well, and, and the cookie. <laughs> there's, a, there's a giant uh, frosting cookie with fruit on it. It's, it and looks, it says Mace on it. It does say Mace, but, uh, oh, but Steve, already, Steve already ate the M. <laughs> So now it says Ace. <laughs> Ace? <laughs> hey, playing the Dolphins, Ace Ventura, there Pet Detective. Yeah, there we, we go. That's our what is our second or third reference to that movie this week. So uh we're we're in we're in line. Yeah, we're Ace, in line. Ace works for me. Yeah. Ace Ace, Ace Yeah. Ace, I wasn't Ace, Ace last o. night. <laughs> Ace and O to get these picks started. I'm Ace and O. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Owen I'm uh, Owen Ace. That game <laughs> last night. <laughs> that game, you know, you had. You, I, I knew when I, the the fumbles, the interception, interceptions. Uh, it just it seemed to me that Washington was not taking the Cowboys seriously. Like they thought, hey boy, the Cowboys can't play without Ezekiel. This team is going nowhere. They're rudderless. They're a bad defense, which they are. They're an offense that was really struggling. We got this, guys. All we got to do is show up. We we are we are in control of our own destiny here, and they got manhandled. And not only that, mentally speaking, they just weren't in it whatsoever. Well, and the Cowboys were totally in it. I know. I mean, it was desperation for them. They were honed in, boy. Now, is that that why you picked the Cowboys last night? Because you thought desperation would play a factor? That's what my stats said. It was. <laughs> oh, hey, Ryan. I give my secret I'm, formula I'm, once I retire. <laughs> That's what your stats said, <laughs> Mace. I need you on this one. That's what his stats said. Your your stats said said what my stats said. <laughs> the Cowboys have been a bad team that has scored well, like the, less than ten points per game for like three straight games. I did offer a warning about the Redskins having fifteen players on injured reserve. You did, yeah. And it, it caught up to them last night, and it's it's caught up to them a bit in the last few weeks, and. That Thursday, that thir- Thanksgiving night performance against the Giants last week, even though they won, it was a weak, turgid performance, quite frankly. <laughs> and and they and they looked as ineffectual last night as they did against the Giants, and they happened to be playing a better team, a, a motivated team. Yeah, four turnovers. They had three turnovers in like the first awful. quarter, and they almost had another one. I mean, Jamison Crowder. I almost felt like the refs just kind of like a mercy, like let's just get to let him keep the ball when Jason Garrett challenged it. 
I mean, he was close. In fact, if they would have called it a fumble on the field, I think that it would have stayed a fumble. Yeah. But, you know, that yeah. one, I mean, Jameson Crowder almost coughed it up a couple times. My man landed on his head. I know. I, I know. <laughs> and I'm watching that thing just going, like, is the ball covered in vegetable oil? I mean, how is this possible that that the, the Washington Redskins, I mean, look, they gave up 38 points. 38 to 14 was a fine. I, I, I got to be honest. If the Cowboy, if, if I was going to pick the Cowboys yesterday, it would have been that the Cowboys' defense somehow held Washington under, under 20 points. See, you, you be trying and they to, did. you're trying to be rational about it. I just look at the numbers. Oh, my goodness. This guy, he, he couldn't wait. He woke up with a smile on his oh. face, sun shining. I'm going to swing by McDonald's, grab myself a little sandwich on the way. I mean, I feel good. Yeah, I know. I, I, hey, hey man. man. And then you're tweeting at us last night. That Mike Tyson was funny. Wasn't Mike Tyson was great. That was great. You, you, uh, you and your gifts, man. You're really into it. I dig that. I dig how into it you are. Dude, that's funny, man. That's a frustrating game. Anyway, so so both Mason and I are chasing this week. Uh, Steve has uh, regained the lead in our season long, but the, you know the weekend is is early. I mean, it's it. You know, there's a lot that can happen. A full slate. And I've stuck with the Broncos the whole season. So I really, you know, if I would have gone dirty like you guys did. Oh, okay, okay, Mace. This is where We were Steve, trying to help the team. Yeah, this is where <laughs> we were Steve, trying to help the team. This is where Steve says he's giving us a, the help. That's what, He's saying, hey, look, man, if I would have picked what I thought. See, see, this is where you're going to get yourself in trouble. No, 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 I'm Because not. you're saying right I can't now. I get in trouble. This, you're saying right now you're picking the Broncos even though you don't think they can win. No, I didn't say that. That's, what, that's kind of what you're saying. They're winning. Mm. They're winning this week. They're going to win this week? Now, that Eagles game, I, it was hard for me to pick them, but I did. Mm. Yeah, they, they were going to lose that game. You know what, though, Ryan? <laughs> you I remember that week. week. <laughs> Ryan, you talked yourself into believing the Broncos could win against the Eagles. I, I remember that my, week. Oh, absolutely. Wait a minute, did you pick them? Oh, that one I did, yeah. yeah. I picked the Broncos. Yes, you were all on board, and you were, you were convinced. But do you remember why? Do you remember why I had talked myself into it? And I hated myself yes. for it. Yeah, I, t- I talked myself into it. You know, Zach Ertz, you know, not not playing mm-hmm. in that game. We, uh, you, you also had uh, – they were headed to a bye after that. Brock, Brock Osweiler making his first start. Brock Osweiler making his first start. They uh, they had the Cowboys for a Sunday night game that the Eagles did after the bye. It's not They're logical. Just, it, it makes sense it, to it me. It felt like a trap game yeah. the whole way. But the Broncos, you know, turning the ball over and – you know, not not executing was it was it, you know they got up to that early lead and you're thinking, hey man, the games they've won, they got up to a lead. That's how that's the equation, but alas, it was not meant to be. They gave up 51 points. Have <laughs> <laughs> a few. Oh boy. Yeah, that one. That one. That <laughs> one Let's not revisit that game, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, picks, oh boy. Uh, you kind of have to laugh about it a I'm little bit. You don't bit. get more points for the spread or anything. No, because we're not a gambling show. I mean, not really. You know, and I don't think people are tuning in. You know, even your, even our record right now, and then Mace is only a couple games back, but even our record is is not like something that people will go, man, Steve's on a streak right now. We got to we gotta tune in because you don't pick against the spread. It wouldn't even matter. Just pick them is not. But I'm, you speak for yourself, man. I, All right. You, yeah, got, you people gamblers? Like, yeah, people yeah. Like to, yeah, they like to hear my sports They like picks, to hear man. your sports picks. <laughs> <laughs> This guy. 303-713-7600 is our phone number. Text line is 57739. Make sure you start with sports. Find us on Twitter, at Mace Denver, at Steve Atwater 27. I'm at R Edwards Radio and at Orange Blue 760. An interesting thing that ha- did happen last night that I, I, I did want to talk to you guys for a moment with that game. 
and, and this is not the first time this has come up, but, but the conversation about how good is Kirk Cousins. Now, he's going to garner interest, <laughs> and it's going to be to the point where teams are going to have to probably pay him top dollar, like, like the highest paid contract in NFL history for a quarterback, for a player, but, but mostly for a quarterback. You think he's going to be highest paid? I think that he's going to be in that range. I mean, you, it's just it's just you got to overpay for that position. Does Kirk Cousins, coming out of that game, there were people on, on Twitter that were saying, this guy doesn't look like a franchise quarterback to me. Yeah, I saw Steve Smith after the game. He said uh, he, he cost himself 10 to $20 million with this performance. That I, That's insane to me. <laughs> did you did you think that when you watched it? I want to ask Mace, too. But what did no, you... I, th- I, I thought he threw some good balls, um, but – in this league, it's all it's about wins and losses, man. If you can't lead your team to victory, hey, how good were you? I mean, they're, I mean, they're five and seven, so yeah. I mean, the injuries are part of it. I mean, he's missing his t- he's missing two of his uh, top weapons in hey, the man, game. Look, I told you, I don't want to hear that excuse because we got injuries too, and we were flipping quarterbacks around left and right. His top two wide receivers uh, left last year in Pierre Garcon as well as Deshaun Jackson. Missing Jordan Reed last night. I mean, you're right. There's no excuse. I'm I'm okay with that. But I, I I didn't see anything in Kirk Cousins last night that made me think, boy, that is not a franchise type quarterback. Mace, I mean, what do, what do you think about that argument? I mean, if it's all about wins and losses, then the Chargers would have moved on from Philip Rivers in the last couple of years because on the win loss ledger they were struggling. But you look closer and then you examine the things that are going wrong, and you know that Philip Rivers is not the problem with the Chargers, and now that you've built up a few more things around him, Joey Bosa's matured, he's working well with Melvin Ingram, their defense is playing better, all of a sudden you're seeing that, hey, they're a good they're a good team right now, and Philip Rivers was sometimes the only thing holding that up, and I looked at Washington last night, and I thought Kirk Cousins at times was the only thing holding that team up. So, I wouldn't – again, that's where I take the individual and separate it from the team. As much as the quarterback is the alpha and omega of, the th- of things, even the quarterback can only do but so much. And, again, that's – I mean, if I, if I have a regret about my own pick, it's that I did sit there and say how many players the Redskins had on injured reserve going into that game, and I still picked them. Yeah, but, because yeah, the Kirk Dallas Cous- Cowboys have been – Thanks, man. Appreciate they, it. They, right. they've, been, <laughs> they've been hot yeah. garbage, man. They've been terrible. But oh, yeah, but Kirk Cousins, I, I don't, I don't think Kirk Cousins and they cost himself by a lot. even one thin dime. I don't either. By by last night's, game. I thought that was laughable. Sorry. And I like Steve Smith, and I I covered him in Carolina, and, you know, and I, but I think that take is wrong, wrong, wrong. Completely agree. I thought it was laughable. I I was I was yeah. I was laughing, if you will, at home <laughs> while I'm watching. I mean, I was simultaneously crying because I I hated missing that pick. And, and all the trash talk coming from Steve Atwater. No, it's, 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 the it's, it's hilarious fun. because really trying to explain it is like, you know, trying to explain, you know, trying to rationalize something that's not rational because, you know, when you line up, when we pick our, make our picks, a lot, most of the time it's like, man, this team should dominate this team. It doesn't necessarily happen that way a, a good, good percentage of the time. Well, I mean, yeah. But, you know, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you, and I'll also add to the fact much like the Broncos, if the Cowboys have a good running game going, 
they're going to have a, a great chance of winning games. You know, for example, Alfred Morris, 27 carries for 127. They I told you I was right with Alfred Morris yesterday, didn't I? 182 rushing yards. Didn't I tell you that yesterday? I don't remember you saying anything yeah, about you Alfred did. Morris. Yes, I did. Eh. Well, let's check the tape. I don't remember okay. anything about Alfred Morris. What? I probably blacked out. You remember? I don't. I mean, I might have been laughing so hard that I didn't listen. <laughs> that could have happened. I know you guys think, <laughs> oh, we got an easy one. When you, try to, when you try to sell me on Alfred Morris, that's when I start laughing. But, yeah, Alfred Morris in a revenge game against his former team, 127 rushing yards. They rushed for 182 on 42 carries. I mean, simply put, in my belief, that's the only way the Cowboys can win games right now is that they have to have a legit rushing attack that's what Ezekiel Elliott has given them. Even the threat of yeah. the run with Ezekiel Elliott has given them a chance to win games. In this case, they had to prove it. They yeah. had to prove they yeah. can run the ball. They had they had the run attack going, and that uh, made the Redskins have to play more cover one. Got some one-on-one matches on the outside, and Des Bryant made minced meat. Minced meat. Minced meat. Yes. What did I say, minced meat? I don't know what you said. Yeah, it wasn't right. Again, I was blacking out. I heard hey, other people say it. I don't know. Mace it. actually made some observations. Mince meat. Mince meat. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's not very good. It, there was a taste testing on Crockett and Stout a while back on the air of minced meat. Mm, they had minced meat. And you, what's that other meat that you guys like? That you like? That you guys? What do you mean, you guys? <laughs> you, <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> not you people. <laughs> you and Mace. Yeah, what do you mean, us people? Mace, you eat some. What's the, what's the meat that's in Philly? Oh, cheesesteak? Cheese no, not oh, yeah. cheesesteak. It was another it was another one. Scrapple? Scrapple, yes. Oh, I don't eat that garbage. We <laughs> <laughs> almost had a dump mace there. <laughs> that, was re- that was very close, Mace. That was very close. He almost jumped through that microphone to come after you. Somebody, Scra- somebody's eaten Scrapple before. Oh, it was uh, Mark Stout. 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 Mark Stout. Stout. Mark Stout's eating Scrapple. I've had liver mush, which is Ooh. something they serve in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's horrible. <laughs> and it's very similar. It's it's on the same. It's in the same ballpark as Scrapple, and it's terrible. I, it's it's crap. It's it's garbage as well. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it with a twenty foot pole. Thanks for holding back for the air here, Mace. I appreciate oh, you, that. You, you're welcome. <laughs> Hey, we, we've had two near misses in recent I know, days. I know, this week. It's been all this week. <laughs> See what the Broncos losing is doing to us? 303-713-7600. They need to win. Will we pick the Broncos to beat the Dolphins? We're going to do our picks at 11 o'clock today. Uh, we have a, a really big show for you today. Armando Salguero is going to join us at 1030. We'll talk to him about the Dolphins. We'll also talk to him about the Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll also have Dave Richard who works with CBS. He's a fantasy guy, and uh, he also covers the Dolphins. He lives in the, uh, the Miami area. So we'll, uh, we'll do a lot of coverage of the Dolphins, the Broncos game, as well throughout the morning show. This is first and 10 and 10, Orange and Blue 760. It's purely numbers, you know, with... Uh with D'Angelo still. Obviously, he had a great preseason. He's going to have a great future here, in my opinion. But, you know, when you have three backs already dressed, it's hard to play three, you know, so to have one more dressed or to take him, take one of those guys out and put him in, it, it will be hard to do, you know, and have a full backup. So, um, you know, barring injury, you know, he'll probably, you know, sit and watch until we have a guy have an injury there. It's been an interesting situation. Uh, as you As you get to 
later on this season, seeing which Broncos players, especially the younger ones, will see time on the field. We've been discussing, we had Mike Kliss on <laughs> earlier this week, and he said, uh, you know, Jamal Charles getting paid 78000 per week, and they're, they're barely using him in the game. I know that uh, Vance Joseph said that they have a game plan for each guy, but if, if you know, the game plan is only a few touches, you know, there's an argument possibly to see D'Angelo Henderson earlier. We were just sort of discussing it here in, the, in the, the studio, you know, talking about, you know, Alvin Kamara and how well he's playing for New Orleans. Now, this isn't me saying that D'Angelo Henderson could be Alvin Kamara. This is me saying that it's an untapped resource for your offense that maybe might be interesting to see what you have there as you head into next season. But we have five games. There's, there's plenty of opportunity for that. It just seems to me that there there might be a window here. And I wanted to ask you guys, you want to see a window to see D'Angelo Henderson uh, in the next five games? I'll start with uh, you, Steve. Well, um, Vince Joseph made it clear that right now they're not interested really in evaluating talent. They're interested in trying to win ball games. And, you know, in the position that uh, the team is in, I fully understand that. Um, that being said, I mean, D'Angelo Henderson had a really nice preseason, except for the one time he put the ball on mm -hmm. the ground. Um, and, man, I, it would have been nice to see uh, him do that against some first-teamers. Um, he, he, he was really impressed with me. I think he has a lot of explosion, a lot of speed and quickness. He, he, he uh, broke the one, I believe it was uh, – I'm not sure who it was against. But he, he broke one touchdown earlier in the year. A uh, beautiful run up the middle and uh, – you know, made a guy miss and uh, broke out to the right there. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people want to see what he can do. Uh, but I guess right now isn't isn't the time. Um, so what, what do we do? What do you think about it, Mace? Well, I mean, I think you have to play the best guys, or at least the ones that you perceive to be the best guys that can help you win right now because you've got to stop this streak. So they've 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 seen something and they've, you know, evaluated – things as such to where they feel like the three guys they've got at the top of the depth chart right now are the best guys. But at some point down the line in this month, yeah, you'd, you'd like to see what he can do perhaps if, if, you're, in a, if you're in a different situation than exists right now. But uh, at this point, you've got to have uh, your best guys out there and you feel like the top three guys that you have active every week are those three guys. It'll be interesting. Uh, we might see, uh, looks like Demarcus Walker might have a shot to play this week and it's been interesting the way they've used him because they they got him here they looked at his versatility as they they put it even yesterday talking about his versatility saying hey look with Demarcus Walker we see him as an outside linebacker but he can play inside if needed can play D-line but they they basically got him set to be an outside linebacker especially with the injury as a Mike Kliss put it earlier today to Shane Ray earlier mm -hmm. and now they might need him to play a bit more inside with injuries to Domita Pecco and Derek Wolf. What are we so hoping to see out of Demarcus Walker this week? Well, um, I, when they first moved him to outside linebacker, I think he was 280, 285 pounds. And, you know, that, that's that's quite large for that position. And I think uh, he was working on dropping some weight so he could be more effective at playing that position. And now I'm not sure where he is weight-wise but if he's gotten down to 265 or so, That's about it. going up on that inside, uh, it can be rough unless we'll have to just use his speed and speed and flexibility and agility to get past uh, – to not only 
pass rush, but mm-hmm. more importantly, to help stop the run. I mean, he's another guy like you know that you, you as a second round pick. I mean, maybe you don't necessarily have significant plans for him this year, but he's a guy that I'd say within the next by next year, he's going to have to start playing. Like, I mean, he's got to start playing some now. Now, part of it, Mace, and I understand it is they wanted him to be able to play special teams too, because again, you have such a finite amount of roster spaces on game day. Is that basically, I mean, because and, and that maybe a little bit of health is the reason he hasn't seen the field? Uh, that's what had been said, was that special teams was the reason why he was uh, not out there. And once you, If you're not starting or having a primary place in the rotation, then you have to be able to play on special teams if you're going to get on the field and, unless you're basically a backup quarterback. So without a role on that, he wasn't going to uh, – he wasn't going to find a spot. They were going to use that spot elsewhere, you know, say having uh, an extra backup inside linebacker who has more versatility uh, on special teams. Now, with the issues going on on the defensive line right now, uh, it, he could prove valuable this week because he can he can potentially go inside as well as work outside. So there could and should be a need for him, it would appear, going into this game, but uh, it's also a, a reminder of how special teams for a lot of guys, it's your first potential way onto the field, and uh, it, and he wasn't able to quite craft that kind of role for himself to get on the field early. And that, and that's surprising to me uh, for a second-round pick to not – I mean, I'm not sure if it was effort or, or talent or what to, to be able to play, you know, kickoff team, punt team, punt returns. And I, I just never have never understood that. And, like, my philosophy, I, I remember I, I was doing a coaching in, internship with the Redskins, and uh, at the time uh, uh, Hainsworth was there, and he came into camp. He wasn't in shape, and uh, the coaches decided to uh, – not let him, not make him practice because they figured, hey, he's not in shape. We got to work him back into shape, doing doing all this other stuff off the field. I'm like, man, put him in there. Let him let him get his butt whooped. You know, I mean, if he's got some pride, he'll he'll fight back and eventually, uh, you know, get into shape. And that's my same thing that I think with Demarcus Walker on special teams. I know he would give the effort. I mean, we saw him in in, in training camp. I mean, he's a hustle guy. Absolutely, he had know. a couple moments for sure. Uh, unless he just couldn't pick it up, which I, ca- I can't imagine that being the case. Special teams is, you know, a pretty simple uh, task to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm man, you, you got to play special teams regardless. If you're not, if you're not starting on defense, you're playing special teams. We head out to the hotline right now and bring on Armando Salguero, who covers the uh, Dolphins for the Miami Herald. He also is a Pro Football Hall of Fame. Voto, Armando. Uh, Armando. <laughs> Welcome to the show. With Ryan Edwards, Steve Atwater, Andrew Mason. Thanks so much for giving us some time this morning. Yeah, Atwater, I've been voting for you, bro. Oh, thank you. Hey, I love you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> right. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. 
The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Just letting you know I'm on your side. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Deserved, by the way. Well, we appreciate that. You know, you, you got you got it out of the way. That that literally was <laughs> what going to be the questions. I have it written down right here. Uh, have totally you been voting? <laughs> <laughs> Walk away happy, Atwater. You're done. All right, all right, all right. Good deal. I appreciate it, man. Look we forward appreciate to seeing you down there. So uh, Armando, of course, uh, does a wonderful job covering the Dolphins and then uh, as a, a Hall of Fame voter. Let's talk about the Dolphins, though, as they have this matchup against the Broncos. Uh, surprisingly, the Broncos have not won a road game, but are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Miami. How do you explain that? Oh, man, that, that's, like a, uh, that's like an Adam Sandler movie moment. Oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Dolphins have lost five in a row. Their defense is uh, on, its, you know, on its heels. They gave up 45 points, 296 rushing yards against Carolina. They gave up 35 points, 194 rushing yards against the Patriots a few days ago. Um, they gave up 30 points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And so there's a reason that the team has lost five in a row. On top of that, by the way, they combine that awesome defense with an offense that's scoring about one touchdown a game. So they had 17 points against the Patriots on Sunday. Seven of those points happened when Tom Brady was surprised by a snap from center out of shotgun. And the ball was just laying there. And Rashad Jones picked it up and ran it for a touchdown. It wasn't an offensive touchdown. So that's the reason that I guess, what is it, Las Vegas is thinking that the Dolphins are underdogs to the Broncos. Ahead, Where do Mace. they go? Where do they go from here after this season? And I'm thinking specifically at quarterback with Tannehill coming back from from the injury, but his contract, if they wanted to get out of it, they they could and it, the dead money wouldn't necessarily be prohibitive. What happens to this team next year? So Jay Cutler goes off into uh, you know, whatever he wants to do mm-hmm. next either in television or maybe another team, you know, picks him up. Ryan Tannehill is, is almost 99.9% assured that he will be the Dolphins starting quarterback next season after, you know, not playing all of this year because of an ACL tear and missing uh, the last month and a half of last year because of, the same ACL tear that he never had surgery for. So that's the plan. I hope somewhere in that plan there is room for them drafting a quarterback 
who might be able to, you know, down the road compete with Tannehill. I'm not talking about a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick that can barely, you know, get the football to, you know, on an out, <laughs> deep out. I'm talking about a guy that can compete, maybe a second or third rounder who down the road can be a guy. Because here's the thing, guys. Ryan Tannehill is going to be 30 years old next year. He's right. never taken a team to the playoffs. He doesn't have a winning record. Uh, he's been out for almost two seasons with the same knee injury. We don't know what he is yet. He's still a mystery. And they're awarding him like uh, with with the starting job, like he's done something. And God bless him. I like the guy, but he's not done anything. Yeah, and you know they've they've gotten a chance to really evaluate him. He's uh, been in the starting position since uh, 2012. Yeah. So, uh, hey, I want to ask about uh, Jay Ajayi. What what was behind that Jay Ajayi trade? And and uh, were the players on the team on board with that? So, by the way, JJ blocked me on Twitter this week. I just saw that. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw it on your Twitter, bro. You <laughs> put LOL there. It's, it's like, okay, man, no problem. Love you. Uh, so, he, the players, I don't think they like that too much. He was a liked guy within the locker room. But... Um, what I was told was that while he was liked among his teammates, he had a, he had a maturity problem, I guess you could call it a, an attitude problem with coaches. Uh, he got into an argument with one of the assistants over playing time over carries. Um, he sulked when he didn't get the ball enough. Uh, there was, there was things that, caused Adam Gase to say, I don't want that example being set uh, in the running back room and in the greater locker room. I don't need that amid we're having a tough time as it is uh, on game day. We don't need to be having tough times, you know, during the week with unhappy players. Right. Chatting with Armando Salguero, who covers the Dolphins for the Miami Herald. Hey, I want to ask you about the injuries. There are a few uh, injuries for this team uh, of the ones that were reported uh, who, who is the most significant uh, as far as impact to this game it looks like several of the guys were able to get back yesterday but who's the most significant of the injuries that were listed on the practice report um, I guess Jamon Bushrod is uh, is problematic for him because he's not you know he's not ready he's a starting right guard so that's an issue uh, it's going to be interesting if Matt Moore can't be the backup. Who the backup is? I guess it'll be David Fales, um, aptly named, mm. because <laughs> uh, because you know here's the problem. Right now, what the Dolphins have is they've got a 32-year-old starting quarterback who's already suffered broken ribs and has had a concussion and missed games for both reasons. And they got a backup quarterback in Matt Moore, who's 34. And, you know, he's banged up. And the team knows that he can't really be a guy to, to play 16 games, much less, you know, he can't. He hasn't been able to get through two games in a row. So 
they have two guys and neither one of them can, can you know get through a season and that's another reason why I say they should be looking at a young guy next you know next draft and bring that guy in because you, you can't be treading water forever it, look the Green Bay Packers made a lot of hay uh for years and years under Ron Wolf, they drafted a quarterback every year. And no, they didn't use that guy every year, but they turned that guy into resources. Um, Mark Brunell was the Green Bay Packers quarterback. They traded him for a second-round pick. <laughs> so and there was like two or three of those guys. And I just think that that's the way to go. Quarterbacks are valuable. Sometimes you hit on one. Isn't that amazing? And, and you can turn them into, you know, either your guy or someone else's guy. To move to the Hall of Fame thing for a bit, since you're, you're a Hall of Fame voter. And, uh, and and thanks on behalf of Steve. Thanks for supporting him, by the way. Yes. Why, why do you think safety has been so underrepresented in the Hall of Fame over the last decades? I mean, they, they got Kenny Easley over the goal line out of the uh, seniors committee this year, but he's the only pure safety to play since 1981 that also wasn't a corner at some point to get in the Hall of Fame. All right. Well, I, I've been on the thing for four years, so I can't mm-hmm. account for what happened in the 70s and, you know, in the 80s and the 90s. But I would say this. Uh, the players that played way back in the, way back in the day um, they're just a different kind of player than the safeties that came into being in the mid to late 90s and, and the 2000s. They're, the guys that played in the 2000s, they, they were factors. They, they turned into people that, holy crap, we got to account for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Present company included. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With Steve mm-hmm. Atwater. And so the Ed Reeds, the, you know, he, God bless him and rest in peace, the Sean Taylors, guys like that, mm-hmm. they scared people. Uh, I'm not so sure that a guy that played 15 yards off the ball, uh, off the line of scrimmage in an era where you were running 60% of the time, uh, those guys didn't collect the big stats, didn't make the huge plays. They were basically guardians of the last line of defense, whereas today's safeties, the modern-day safeties, they're, they're the last line of defense. They're the first line of defense some plays. They, they're all over the place, and that's the reason that you didn't see probably a lot of the old-time guys get in. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's always interesting. Um to see, you know, how, how many saves, how long it's been since the safety have been in. It's been a, quite a while since uh, Kenny Easley got in. Got in. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go a different route. I want to ask you about uh, the injuries on the team. Um, I've heard some rumblings about the cause of the injuries being that they didn't have a bye because, you know, with Hurricane Irma, uh, they, they pushed that game back to their bye week. Uh, is that the sentiment there in Miami that, uh, hey, this is a big cause of because we didn't have a bye week? Mm, I'm not sure that that's, you know, that's the, that's the thinking. Uh, honestly, look, 
Look, we get hurricanes here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, sometimes. You know, happily, not often. And happily, they don't often direct hit. So that's some of the, one of the things that the Miami Dolphins and the Miami Hurricanes and every other sports team that's down here and every other person that lives down here has had to deal with and does deal with happily because we live in paradise. <laughs> so when that happened, Adam Gates figured out a way to use, like, the Thursday night game kind of as a mini-buy. He started giving players extra days off, you know, um, like Mike Pouncey doesn't practice every single day. Uh the veterans and Dominic and Sue doesn't practice every single day. Cameron Wake, all those veteran guys that probably don't need to practice every single day. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing that. They've had a couple of um, Sunday night games where they got an extra day off or they reported late. Uh, they got a Monday night game. They've got another one coming up. Those, those are opportunities for mini buys and they've taken those and kind of, as Adam told me, I'm going to create my own buy. And I'm not sure that the injuries that they had, I mean, the biggest injury that they had is they lost their starting quarterback, and that happened the second week of training camp. Uh, you know, actually, the first week of training camp, and it happened when he was running uh, out of bounds and nobody touched him. So right. it's not really a, a great excuse, I don't think. And plus, they don't want to be talking about stuff like that because it sounds like an excuse. Excuse, right, exactly. Yeah. Armando, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, last one we have for you. Really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, you know, both teams in the midst of a losing streak, and, and of course the rumbling start uh, for any NFL team when they're in the midst of that. Uh, but for Adam Gase, who of course has ties here locally, we, we know him pretty well. Does he need to win some of these games down the stretch to secure his job for next season, or or you feel pretty good that he's coming back no matter what? No. I mean, obviously, if they finish 4-12, and 12, uh, people are going to be looking at other people sideways, right? Yeah. But uh, Adam Gase is not getting fired at the end of the season, and I, I don't even want to talk about the and part. And if he did, he'd have a job five seconds later somewhere else, but – there is no end. He's not getting fired. All right, great. Hey, Armando, really appreciate your time this morning. morning. Yeah, thanks, Thank- Armando. Appreciate appreciate the vote too, thanks, man. Armando. Thanks for voting you for Steve. Water, <laughs> brother. Hey, man. Hope to get a chance to meet you while I'm out there in Miami this weekend. Sounds good. I right, appreciate right. it. There he goes. That's Armando Salguero, who covers the Dolphins for the Miami Herald, and as we mentioned, a Hall of Fame voter. We'll react to all that coming up next on First and Ten at Ten, Orange and Blue Seven Sixty. Tough. Tough to see. I mean, I'm one second. I mean, it's not, it's not tough. I mean, look at this facility that we got. I mean, look at this. It's not. You know, it's not tough to come up here every day. You know, immediately love me. You know, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not tough to come to work every day. 
you know, it's, it is a tough league. It is a, it is a tough sport. I mean, but, you know, we're losing right now. It's, I mean, it's, ter- it's a terrible feeling, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's not, it's not too tough. We just got to figure out ways to win, and, you know, everything will be back right. Von Miller almost felt like he was daring the media to come after him a little bit yesterday. He said it a couple of times. Media's all nice to me. And I, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit to myself thinking about in other markets, what would it be like if, if the, you know, based on, like, say, with the Giants, like, say, in New York, you know, you're in a New York market and, you know, the uh, scrutiny that mm-hmm. players come under, and especially if you're Von Miller, who's the face of the franchise and not statistically having the kind of season that, you know, some people might expect. I'm, I think he's still been a big impact player. But some people might take a look at Vaughn and say, hey, Vaughn, defense is not having as big a season as they have in years past. And why is that? And some of those questions come up. Vaughn Miller saying, hey, look, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not tough to come. Uh, you know, he, he was thankful for the city he plays in, thankful for the team. I get all that. Uh, but there's a sense there for me for just a moment where I say, as a media member, should we be harder on the Broncos just a little bit? I mean, you can see. I mean, we, we I think. Everyone's kind of been hard on the team, um, but it, it's also, you know, depends on where you're coming from. What, you know, what, what your end goal is. You know, if your end goal is to just humiliate someone, then that's one thing. But if you know you you want to get on them and let them know, hey man, you you know the, the team isn't is, is isn't playing up to the standards, and we expect more, but we still got your back. It's a whole different tone to the conversation. And I think here in the, in the in the Denver area, you know. We have really good media people who uh, aren't just looking to uh, make a name for themselves by calling someone out and and, and being super negative. Uh, I think we all want to see the team win, and uh, you know we're going about it assuming that we'll be better in the future. And you know we don't want to burn those bridges. I mean, there's a couple guys that do that. Uh, there's there's a couple media members that do that. Yeah. Uh, nobody on this station, but there are a couple media members. Yeah, I'm just saying, but for the most part, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I find it to be you know a, a pretty positive environment. Uh, well, constructive. I yeah, think that's that's what we're yeah. trying. We're trying to be constructive. And you're also got to remember, you know, all of this. You know, though the, the, the team didn't hit the marks that everybody thought they would this year, it doesn't mean that they can't turn it around quickly. Mm-hmm. And we even said it yesterday, you know, based on, you know, based on last time the Broncos were in this position, they drafted a franchise-defining player in Von Miller, for example. So, you know, that that's, I guess, the hope that you, you bring out of a yeah. season like this, that the, you know, the changes that will come will help this team rebound quickly. The other thing that, that he had in that is just the notion that, you know, it, it, did you get a vibe from Vaughn? This isn't me killing Vaughn here because, it's, you know, Vaughn is his personality and, and I, I think everybody appreciates that about him. But that he's a little bit too relaxed about where the team is at. Now, I'm not saying he should get up there and be crying in front of everybody. I'm not saying he should get up there being throwing chairs and being, you know, slamming his fists against the wall. I think that's an, uh, the extreme end of that. But, you know, I mean, he was... I mean, you know, here, I'm going to play it one more time. You know, listen, listen to a bit of, of, of sort of just, you know, how I was standing right there. This is how he sounded. Tough. It's tough to see. I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, it's not, it's not tough. I mean, look at this facility that we got. I mean, look at this. It's not, you know, it's not tough to come up here every day. You know, immediately they love me. You know, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not tough to come to work every day. You know, it's, it is a tough league. It is a, it is a tough sport. I mean, but, you know, we're losing right now. It's, I mean, it's, ter- it's a terrible feeling, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's not, it's not too tough. We just got to figure out ways to win, and, you know, everything will be back right. 
as a fan listening to that, what's your reaction? If you're try to put yourself in the fan shoes for a moment, what do you think when you hear that? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm different, you know, because you played, and yeah. Well, not not only that, but I, I just I know that different people respond differently. Uh, different people uh, have different points of view than I do. And uh, man, that's that's just how he sees it. You know, I don't think it's right, wrong, or you know, it just it just that's what he said. That's the way he feels, and that's fine. Now, when he gets done saying that, we all want the same thing. We want to win. He wants to win. Um, so, regardless of what he says, uh, we all want to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess if I you know, there, there's fans that are upset, and, and so I wondered. I wonder, just in general, you know, if that, that's a bit of a cavalier attitude, and that you know, that's actually not that bad because really, you know, the, there's a a sense of like, well, what what else are they supposed to do? And and you know, I mean, at this point, you get to a point where you've lost seven straight. The season is is slipping away to you know to where it is, and I mean, what is he supposed to do? I we we've seen Vaughn upset, so it's not like Vaughn hasn't expressed upset. He's come off off of games. He talks to the media. He has been. Very consistent about always meeting the media. Mm-hmm. This was just a little bit different from him. I mean, he'll, he'll once in a while have this kind of a, a little bit of a silly moment or two in his press conferences, especially on a Thursday. But this one was a little bit different. This was a little bit more of, hey, man, I mean, we're where we're at, and, you know, there's nothing we can do about it now. And, you know, I I, I mean, I'm I'm bummed, but, you know, it, it is what it is kind of thing. And I, I was just kind of curious. Bobby, it'd be interesting to hear how people would have liked him to react. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean... What do you want him to say? Well, right, and and because I, I mean, it's like people want mind readers. It's like, all right, well, all right, you tell me what you want me to say. I mean, hell, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. That's what you want me to do. I just I wondered as, but I'm just being me. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. just being himself. He is know? being himself, and this isn't like an overall criticism. This is just me an observation. As well, first of all, as a media member, where he's like sort of pointing out that we're going easy on him. I'm like, hey, now wait a minute. Oh, he said he said you going. He said you love him. Yeah, well, we do we do love him, but there's also a sense of you know I think I think media members in general want to appear objective. They want to appear as if they're 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 not playing favorites. Does that make sense? And and even if we are, we don't we don't want it to appear that way. Mm-hmm. And so you know there was a bit of of him saying that where I sat and I said, well, okay, you're right. We do like you, and and you you do a great job. You know, play in that game. Not all players do. Some players are very standoffish with the media. Mm-hmm. Bond's never been one of those guys. Right. And he comes out when when it's when it's tough. When it's tough, he comes out when it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, he's out. He's out there all the time. So I'll give him that. I'll give him credit there. And we do love him. But then there's also like, if this was a different market, and you know, this was a New York team, for example, would we do the same thing? It's just a thought. It's an observation on my part. Would you do the same thing if you were in New York and he came out and did that? What would you do? It's if a you're, different you're cult- a, New York, a New Yorker. I'd say it's a different media culture. Don't when you agree? I mean, you you were out there. It's a different media culture. Oh yeah, they disrespected me. Three zero three seven one three seventy six hundred. When we come back, we will get to our picks. Andrew Mason will rejoin the show as well. This is Orange and Blue seven sixty. First down, Denver. Now, first and ten. It's first and ten at ten. Huge Denver first down. Here's Ryan Edwards, Steve Atwater, and Andrew Mason. First down. On with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Orange and blue 760. Welcome back to Orange and Blue 760. This is First and 10 at 10. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater. Thank you to Armando Salguero for joining us in the first hour. Covers the Dolphins for the Miami Herald. Uh, that interview, along with our podcast, up later at orangeandblue760.com. Ways to interact with the show. 303-713-7600. The text line, which is always live at 57739. Make sure you start with sports. At Steve Atwater 27, at and- or at Mace Denver, and at R Edwards Radio on Twitter for the uh, three hosts of the station or of this show coming up at the top of the hour and pretty close to it. We'll hear from head coach Vance Joseph and uh, hopefully also Brock Olivo, special teams coordinator, Brandon Cristal, Dave Logan will be with you for one-on-one with Dave Logan this afternoon. I want to tell you guys about the Brandon Marshall's night of love and laughter benefiting the Williams Marshall cares leadership program coming up on Monday, December 11th at the Denver improv $25 general admission. Again, it's going to a great cause, but if you want to go VIP, you want to know what it feels like to be a VIP like Steve Atwater feels every single day. You get to, <laughs> to go $50, and that's a meet-and-greet with Broncos players and the comedians Alex Thomas, Brant Tobler, and Brett Riley. Every person who buys a ticket gets a signed autograph picture from Brandon. Our MCs and uh, we'll be doing their live show from Denver Improv. We'll be Ray Crockett and Mark Stout. Listen to those guys weekdays from 3 to 6, but they'll be live from the Denver Improv in Northfield Stapleton for the show. Again, Monday, December 11th, get information at Denver. Improv.com. We got to do our picks, but we got to. Oh, we got Mace here. All right, Mace, you about ready to do this? Andrew. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> We're good, man. Good, man. <laughs> you want to pick some, pick some football games? Yeah, just uh, just want to let you know what I saw at practice. Uh, no, please do. The brief uh, uh, period that was open to media. Uh, Domita Peco, no surprise, still not practicing. Derek Wolf, still not practicing. Ron Leary. Not practicing for a third consecutive day, so that's not good. Uh, yeah, that that's not a good sign. He's been uh, dealing with a back issue all week. Uh, if he can't go, um, we'll see what the Broncos end up doing. But uh, could mean a lot of work for Connor McGovern. Definitely could, and it's a guy that we've been uh, talking about a little bit. Thank you for the update there, Mace, on the practice report. We'll get the uh, the full practice report later today that we'll uh, read on the air. We'll hear from Vance Joseph later on. All right, it is week 13 in the NFL, fellas. It's time to talk about some of the other matchups. A lot of bragging rights on the line. Steve Atwater now with a one-game lead on me and a three-game lead on Andrew Mason. So Mason has got to catch up some ground, make up some ground. We start with a really good matchup in theory here. Uh, probably a lot, a lot to do with the NFC race. The Falcons hosting the Vikings, 7-4 and four Falcons, 9-2 Vikings. Atlanta actually favored at home mm. by three points. Steve, since you're in the lead here, I'm going to give you a chance to pick this one first. Um, Vikings have been hot. They have. Falcons heated up last week. Uh-huh. I'm going with the Falcons. Steve's got the Falcons. Mace. I've got the Falcons. They're actually playing very good ball right now, and they've figured things out at home. They were struggling at home earlier in the season. I like Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz. Take this one from Minnesota. 
Falcons getting a little healthier. They're going to get Devontae Freeman back in this game, so they're going to have a little bit more of that one-two punch on running backs. I'm going to take the Falcons as well. I like the Boring. Vikings a lot. I know. I like the Vikings a lot, but in this case, uh, the home team, if this was in Minnesota, I'd take, ben, I'd take, I'd take Vikings. Let's go Bills, Patriots, New England favored by eight and a half in this one on the road. Tyrod Taylor, though, given... Who's favored? Patriots. Oh, okay. Patriots are favored by eight and a half. Okay. Tyrod Taylor giving a little bit of boost to his team. Got a big uh, road win last week. What do you like in this one, Mace? Bills or Patriots? Wow. Man, I know. I want to like the Don't Bills in Don't this do it, game. I want, Don't do it, I want to like the Bills. Don't do it, Mace. <laughs> you, but if it was me, you'd be like, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> just don't, don't do that, Mace. Do you want to know the last time the Bills beat the Patriots in Buffalo? When? 2003. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. So does that mean you say there's a chance, or does that mean you're going Patriots? Oh, you're going Patriots. All streaks must end. Oh. Buffalo. Oh, no. Mace, don't do it, Mace. took the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Give me the Patriots. Uh, uh, as I, as I, I just looked up this stat. Since 2003 was the last time the Bills won at home against the Patriots. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Patriots. What do you want to do there, Steve? Come on, man. You know I got the Patriots in this one. All right. Steve wrote down Patriots no matter what, and he stuck with it. Uh, kind of an interesting game. Chicago hosting the 49ers. I, I say interesting in that both are bad teams. Chicago favored by three and a half in this one. Give me the Bears at home over the 49ers, Steve. Give me the Bears, too. Mace? You going to keep gambling? Bears. Okay. Bears. <laughs> I'm writing all these down, by the way, just in case uh, we need them later. Okay. Packers hosting your Buccaneers. Mm. Buccaneers getting Jameis Winston back. Ooh. Packers played well against the Steelers, but lost. But they return home. Green Bay favored by two and a half, Mace. I'm going to let you pick your bucks here if you want to. Well, what's interesting about the Packers looking at uh, looking at Brett Hundley. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of one week on, one week mm-hmm. off. Jags, huh? So this would say one week off. At the same time, the Bucks defense isn't very good. I'm going Green Bay. Packers for Mace picking against his Bucks again. All right, Ugh. give me the Packers as well. Me too. All right, we're boring on that one. Let's go to the Titans and Texans. We have Tennessee favored by six and a half. Tom Savage, will he throw another two to three interceptions? Titans defense isn't all that great, but I think he might. I'll give me the Tennessee Titans at home. Let's go to you, Steve. I'm with you. Tennessee Titans at home. Uh, it's, you know, it, Marcus Mariota does not historically play well against the Texans, so there is a Dude, little Marcus, bit of that history. Marcus Mariota threw a pass last week into it was four guys. <laughs> yes. He dropped a dime in there. He's got six interceptions in two games. Oh, one of the commentators said it was a great pass. No, man. No. No, he's got six interceptions in two games. Not he, a great pass. He is uh, struggling just a bit, but I still think it's going to be enough. What do you think, Mace? Such a blah game. Yeah, it is. I, it is. I, I'm not sure I'll, I'll rewatch this unless something unusual comes up and I want to take a look at it. I'm going Tennessee. All right, Tennessee Titans for all three of us. The Jets 
Hey man, I just keep my lead, man. You guys don't want to take any chances. Uh, hey, he took he took the Bills. Yeah, he did. I took the biggest <laughs> yeah, yeah. chance of all. Come on. Hey, appreciate you, man. I think we're gonna be different <laughs> on this one. The Jets hosting the Chiefs. The Chiefs returning back to MetLife again. Last time was not so kind to them. They have been struggling. The Jets, well, they're four and seven. I mean, who what do you what do you know about the Jets? Kansas City, favored by three and a half. Steve, what would you like in this one? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Dang it! I thought you would go Chiefs. All right, Mace. I got the Jets. All right, I'm taking the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Are, the Give Chiefs the are Chiefs. playing horrible ball right now. Oh, Chiefs okay. in a rebound game. Chiefs are a better team. They're gonna. They, they, this is like the. Uh, if it, it's it's, if gone, it's better, gone on the roulette wheel, it's gone 15 times in a row black. It's gonna go red this time. That, that just, if they're a better team, I know. Why, yeah, I know. If yeah. they're a better team, why haven't they played well the last few weeks? Uh, they played. They played horribly. That's a great question. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. really know. They're good on paper. I don't really know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like the matchup at all. And I, and I had Jets all the way, but now that you guys have gone Jets, I'm going Chiefs. Jags and Colts. Uh, Jaguars. Favored by nine and a half Come points on, in this game. Are we all going Jags? Yeah, uh, I, I kind of have to. Base. It's an uh, it's an odd numbered week. The Jags will play well. They sure will. All right, Jags all around. Ravens and Lions. Baltimore favored by three. In Baltimore, Lions. Uh, they need this one. They need this one, even if it's against an AFC opponent. But Ravens need this one too, as it turns out. Uh, both these teams playing about 500 ball. Lions at six and five, though. And, uh, yeah, Ravens 6-5. Look at that. All right, so Ravens, Lions, Mace, what do you got? Detroit. Look, mm. the, the NFC is a better conference You're taking Detroit? this year. You're taking Detroit? Yeah, I'm picking Detroit. NFC is a better conference. You have two even teams. Yeah, the game is in Baltimore. Detroit has to have this game. I think Detroit's a better team. I got the Lions. I'm going to take the Ravens. And it, hurt, it pains me because I am not – a Joe Flacco guy, but I think Matthew Stafford's a little banged up. I think he's, uh, as a result of it, is having a hard to- harder time reading the field and ma- being mobile. Uh, and then I, I just I think the Ravens are going to find a way to exploit uh, the Lions. I'm going to take the Ravens here. Yeah, I love that Ravens defense. Ravens. Oh, wow, Steve. Why are you copying me, man? Uh, Chargers hosting <laughs> the Browns. Chargers favored by 14 points in this one against the Browns. Now, the Browns get back Josh Gordon. Oh, good point. Everybody's excited to see Josh Gordon. That said, the Chargers might be the hottest team next to the Patriots in the AFC. Chargers all the way. You guys have any arguments? No. Chargers for me. Josh Josh Gordon might help the Browns beat the Packers next week. Yep. Or maybe the Bears on Christmas Eve, but not this game. No, not this game. Chargers, definitely. Raiders and Giants. <laughs> Geno Smith travels to Oakland to face the Raiders. Raiders favored by eight points in this one. I actually kind of wonder how much the line moved when it was Geno. I don't know if it moved a ton because <laughs> it's not like the Giants were playing great ball before that. This uh, is but, ugly. But the, this this might be the ugliest, most uh, penalty ridden game of the weekend. Not to mention turnovers. I mean, I like the Raiders, but I don't love the Raiders. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not ever betting on Geno. No offense, Gino. Steve? Neither am I. Yeah, you can take the Raiders. Yeah, I got to go with the Raiders. The Raiders. Mace? Let me tell you guys something. <laughs> All right, don't do it, Mace. If the Jets beat the Chiefs, the Chargers beat the Browns as expected, and the Raiders beat the Giants also as expected, 
there will be a three-way tie for first place in the AFC West wow. at 6-6. Six and six. That's incredible. Wow, we're not even in the mix. Yeah, further evidence of the missed opportunities mm, yep. f- uh, for the Broncos earlier this season. Anyway, so, we've lamented that enough this week. I got Oakland in this game. All right, Raiders. All right, the Saints and Panthers could be a pretty good game. Saints 8-3. and three. The Panthers 8-3. and three. New Orleans at home favored by 4.5. Give me the Saints. I like the Saints. I, they continue to play uh, great football offensively, defensively. Alvin Kamara, the rookie of the year, as far as I'm concerned. You can go ahead and hand it to him right now. Saints are going to win this one. Panthers didn't play a good, good game this last week, but... Yeah, yeah so uh, both good both good teams. Panthers up and down. I mean, yeah. they'll come on play a play a good game of ball, and then a couple weeks later, it's like who who are these guys? I'm, I'm going with the Saints as well. All right, Mace. Carolina only escaped from the Jets last week because of two touchdowns off of returns. I don't think they're going to be so fortunate in the Superdome this Sunday. Give me New Orleans. All right, Saints, Cardinals, and Rams. Oh man, Cardinals are seven-point underdogs at home. Jared Goff and the Rams continue to be a monster. Guys, any arguments here? L.A. Rams are probably going to win this one in a walk. I, I expect defensively, I expect them to get after Blaine Gabbert with force. I'm going to take the Rams by a walk. Okay. Who you got, who you got Mace? Uh-oh. I see Steve. Steve's well, doing something over there. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Last last week, <laughs> the Cardinals took out the Jaguars. Surprised a lot of people. Surprised me. Didn't surprise Steve. But the quarterback on the other side of that matchup was Blake Bortles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The quarterback true. on the other side of this game is Jared Goff, playing very well. Playing good ball, yeah. Arizona will not be so fortunate this time. Yep. The Rams will win this game. Yep. Good pick. Steve? <laughs> Give me the Cardinals. Oh, I knew it. I saw, <laughs> I saw the look on your face. You're getting easy to read, buddy. We should play some cards soon. Uh, finally, the Sunday night football Take game. Take all my money from me. Seahawks and Eagles, Philadelphia on the road, favored by five and a half Ooh, in this game. Philly! I like the Eagles, man. Billy Cheese. I like the Eagles, even on the road in Seattle. Give me the Eagles, Mace. What do you got? Well, what we saw from the Seahawks against the Falcons on Monday Night Football about a week and a half ago does not augur well for their chances in this game, you would think, with their weakened secondary at this point. So I got to go with Philly. All right, Eagles. And then finally, Steve. Uh, give me the Seahawks. Oh, man. Love it. So, good. They do play hey, well at home. This week, somebody's going to emerge as, somebody's gonna emerge. as a champ. I dig yeah. it. All right, when we come back, Dave Richards going to join us from CBS. What about Broncos? We forgot one game. We're going to yeah. do the Broncos at the end, don't we? Okay. Can we always do the Broncos at the end. My bad. Well, we'll do it after I'll, the commercial. Yeah, we'll have to do it right after the commercial because you're yeah, right. It's called it. The, pre- the press conference. Yeah. Is going to be uh, around that time. All right, when we come back. Dave Richard from CBS going to join us. This is first and ten at ten. Orange blue seven sixty. Well, uh, Paxton hasn't played football since what was it August versus Green Bay. So uh, I think we all expected, and he. I tried to prep him too that 
uh, you're going to have some rust. Um, you're not going to be used to the speed of the game. But to his credit, he came out and had a nice uh, couple throws. One got called back because of holding, had a nice touchdown pass called back to Book. So to play so well so early was surprising to me. And then we just want to build on that uh, the next time we get Paxton on the field. It's a shame that he uh, hurt his ankle there in the third quarter. Broncos offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave out at UC Health yesterday speaking with the media on Paxton Lynch's performance. Paxton, of course, injured, but there's a possibility that he could still see the field later on this season, depending on, uh, I guess, what happens with Trevor Simeon, depending on his health, so on and so forth. Welcome back to First and 10 and 10, Orange and Blue 760. We're thrilled to go out of the hotline and bring on Dave Richard, works with CBS, does a wonderful job on Twitter. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, you know, check him out uh, with CBS. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for giving us time. You're on with Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater. Well, I've heard of you, Ryan, and I've heard of Steve Atwater. It's a pleasure to share the airways. Not sure if I know that third guy on the call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll get to know him a little bit as, as we talk, but uh, it's an honor to be on with you guys. Hey, Thank I'm you glad you're on with us, Dave. Hey. We, we appreciate it, Dave. Uh, you know, before we, before we get to, uh, to anything, I have a, a text question coming in from Ryan in Denver, uh, Ryan E., <laughs> And uh, he's he's uh, he, he'd like to know Marquise Goodwin or uh, Corey Davis this week in a PPR format. Well, I'll tell you what we've been disappointed by Corey Davis this year. He really hasn't stepped up what we thought. Maybe it's the injuries that he dealt with. Maybe it's Marcus Mariota not playing as well as we thought he'd be. Whereas Marquise Goodwin, good matchup against the Bears and Jimmy Garoppolo now under center might be just as good of a quarterback for Goodwin as Davis has in Tennessee. I like the upside for Goodwin. I think he's got potential to catch a couple of real deep balls and really help fantasy owners out that way. All right. I'll let Ryan E. know. All right. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate that. Just set my line. I mean, I just uh, replied to that text. All right. Again, uh, Dave Richard <laughs> working for CBS. Thanks so much for giving us time. Let's talk a little about the, the Miami Dolphins and, and and a bit of of what this season has been. You know, we, we I think we all went into and not just from a fantasy perspective, but just really from a, a football perspective, thinking that this offense was going to be kind of high flying. Adding Jay Cutler really gave them an opportunity with Adam Gase. Uh, you know, calling calling the plays, calling the shots. Uh, I think we all had high expectations, and it really hasn't gotten there this season uh, what what when you look at the Dolphins you know what, what do you sort of assess uh, about that offense well the, the biggest problem is that they they don't have a good enough offensive line to consistently protect the quarterback or to run the ball effectively and they also have a quick trigger on getting away from the run and throwing a lot more they rank 30th in the league in rush attempts per game less than 16 per game, and that includes everybody. It doesn't matter if it's one running back or two. They didn't really – they gave Ajay a lot of work early on, but he couldn't even score. And it's, it's all going back to one of the biggest fundamentals in football, and that's having a good offensive line. I know that's something that the Broncos have struggled with from time to time. I, I think you're going to continue to see that be an issue for the Dolphins, but they feel a lot more comfortable with Cutler under center than they do Matt Moore. He certainly has a stronger arm and probably a better grasp of what Adam Gase wants from his offense. The biggest key of all for, for, uh, for Miami's pass game is the fact that they're deep there. They've got three really good wide receivers. They're going to cause a big problem for Denver. And they've got a tight end in Julius Thomas. I know you guys have heard of him. He's been a pretty decent contributor of late for them. I think the Dolphins' offense could come out with a good game here. We have seen Jay Cutler with a spread of multi-touchdown games over his last several uh, before he got concussed in this time. But now that he's back, now that the matchup isn't so tough, or at least it's easier now than what we thought it would be when the season started, I think Cutler's got a chance to surprise. Yeah, he, he's had a couple of touchdowns in the last four games, and uh, 
and Denver's uh, given up uh, touchdowns to tight ends on a consistent on a consistent basis. Uh, from what you've seen, just from Denver from afar, uh, what do you think of of what they've done against tight ends and uh, what's contributed to that? Well, I think the biggest issue there is the linebackers and the safeties charged to defending them haven't come through. And it's also a factor of offenses coming up against the Broncos saying, I don't want to throw against Akeem Tlaib and Chris Harris. I'm going to work the middle of the field. They do that in the red zone. They do that outside of the red zone. So it makes sense that tight ends get involved there. I don't know if that's going to be the case this week. I know with Tlaib off the field, the Dolphins have to look at that as a big target for them. I think they'll try and stay away from Chris Harris. They might even try and stay away from Bradley Roby a little bit. And so it's really going to be all about how Denver replaces that corner back there and really what they do when they put three corners off the field. I guarantee you the Dolphins are going to see what they do, and they're probably going to attack whoever that third corner is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been surprising that uh, the – the, the Dolphins can continue uh, the run game. And they really haven't been that great at running the ball this year um, with with the departure of Jay Ajayi. And then we had the, the injury to the, the to the second team running back. Uh, is Darian? Damian? Damian. Yeah. Damian Williams. Damian Williams, yeah. He, he uh, dislocated his shoulder. Um, and I think that their strength is actually their passing game but I think they'll have to get the run game going to be able to pass the ball effectively. Uh, how would they be able to get the run game going? And they haven't really shown that they can do that consistently up to this point. And that's the whole question, Steve, when you talk about Kenyon Drake and, and for fantasy purposes, and even when you're just breaking down the game, will the Dolphins commit to the run? And I really think it's going to come down to just how much success they have in the first 20 to 25 minutes of the game. They get impatient with it and they get away from it. Not to the point that a lot of other teams do, but certainly they've given their running backs up some 20 carries each of the last four games. So it's just maybe a little bit of it has to do with how the game flow is going and when they fall behind, but you can't run the ball that much when you're playing from behind. But I think this is going to be a close game. Maybe they stick with it a little bit more. I think a big key factor here is going to be how Drake does as a pass catcher out of the backfield. I don't think he's going to pass block much on third downs. I think he's going to run routes there. And Cutler can lean on him there, and that will really kind of pad his stats, give him a safe floor of about 80 total yards in the game. And I think if you go into the game expecting Drake to be a factor as a pass catcher, working those third downs, then I think you can feel a little more comfortable using him in fantasy this week and certainly causing problems for the Broncos defense. Shouting with Dave Richard does a wonderful job for CBS Sports. Uh, You follow him on Twitter, at Dave Richard. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Uh, let, let's talk about the Broncos for a moment here. As uh, again, since you, you know, you cover the league through, uh, through fantasy football football and then you know you live in uh, you live in Florida but uh, covering the league what, what, what's some of your observations on the reason the Broncos are having the kind of season that they are and both offensively and and now it seems even defensively because I know from a fantasy perspective the Broncos defense used to be something you could kind of lean on as one of the elite top tier scoring defenses and that that has not been the case as of recent 
Well, I think injuries have played probably the biggest factor of all for the Broncos and the fact that their offensive line just can't get a lot of consistency going. The defense, same reason, the injuries have played a huge part in that. And I also think just the constant change of quarterback getting away from Simeon, going to Osweiler, and then going to Paxton Lynch, I just don't think that that's really worked out for Denver as well. I think they should have stuck with Simeon for as long as they possibly could have. I'm glad they're going back to them, back to him, because I just think he's their most – I don't want to say – I'll say it like this. He gives them their best chance to win. He gives them their best chance to move the football. I think they had to kind of see what they had in Osweiler and certainly with the draft investment that they made in Paxton Lynch. But the one other thing that I think that they should do is commit to one running back, and they haven't been able to do much of that. They've they've whittled it down to two. You see a lot more of C.J. Anderson and Devontae Booker, not a lot of Jamal Charles. But I think if they let Devontae Booker kind of grow into a rhythm and play him on all three downs, and you use C.J. Anderson as a change of pace guy, maybe a guy to give him a break after five, six snaps, I think Booker would surprise you. And I just think that his youth combined with his health, his versatility, could give Denver's offense a little bit more of a lift. And this would be a good week to do it because that Dolphins defense, we really haven't talked about it, they have not been good against the run. They really haven't been good against anything. And it's part of the reason why I think the Broncos have a chance to win this game. But I think it would be great if they developed some consistency with their run game. And from a fantasy perspective in particular, is Booker kind of a sleeper league-wide because he's particularly effective in space catching passes? He nearly had that touchdown last week, and he's been at times, and in spurts, very effective outside catching passes from whoever's been the Broncos quarterback. Yeah, Mace, I hit the nail on the head. I just think that he gives them a little bit more than what C.J. Anderson does. And Anderson's a great runner in his own right. There's no doubt about it, but I don't know if the Broncos coaching staff trust him. I I can pretty much tell you they don't trust him as a three-down type of running back and a guy that they can put on the field when it's third and six and you know the pass is coming. I think Booker is best suited for that. I think Charles could do it too, but Booker's the one that they've settled on, and I just can't help but think that if they split the rushing downs work, just that much of a split, where it's 50-50 right down the line, you're going to give Booker 10 to 12 touches. You can give C.J. Anderson 8 to 10, and then you let Booker stay in on third downs, and you let Jamal Charles just kind of chill out on the bench. I think you'd see improved results. Booker was one of the guys that I was telling people to pick up in fantasy. I think he's a good spot starter for this week against the Dolphins. Not somebody that I would say is a must-start type of a player. Although in leagues where catches count, the fact that Booker catches three, four passes a game, I think that makes him certainly more appealing. Yeah, it's always interesting to me to see how teams respond to adversity, and we're witnessing that here in Denver. Um, you know, with our team struggling, uh, losing uh, seven straight games here. Um, what, what's the locker room like there in Miami? They, you know, they've lost five straight, and uh, they, they've lost what uh, seven games total over the season. Uh, what's their locker room like? Is is there? Do they have a positive mentality right now, or, or is everyone kind of in the, in the dumps? Well, Steve, I, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could say that I was in that locker room every day. But I can say this. When you're a team that's lost as much as the Dolphins have lately, it's not a situation where they're sitting around singing kumbaya <laughs> and, uh, and having fun in there. Listen, they've got a job to do, and they understand it's tough. And when you've been losing so much, nothing's better than winning. And I would imagine that the Dolphins look at this game against Denver, the fact that Tlaib's out, again, that's a big, big deal for them. And the fact that the Matapeco might be out, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know more about that than anybody else does. I think that they feel like they've got a chance to win. And this is a game, you want to talk about two teams facing adversity, Steve. 
both of these teams need a win in the worst way just to feel good about themselves. Only one's going to get it. I think it's going to be hard for the Broncos to do it. It's going to come down to their pass rush, and it's going to come down to just how well that pass defense plays without Tully this week. Mm-hmm. Would you be adding Aaron Rodgers in every league right now? I, I think that's the right thing to do. In fact, I, I don't think it's a bad idea based on what we saw from Brett Hundley last week and the fact that he's got a nice matchup against Tampa Bay this week and he's at Cleveland next week. You could ride with a, a Packers two-headed monster, at quarterback, where you're going to use Hundley for the next two weeks, and then when Aaron Rodgers comes back, he's expected to come back week 15, you start him in your lineup, and if you're in the fantasy playoffs, your league, you're going to make it far. You would want to have Aaron Rodgers starting a quarterback for your team. And the other side of it is that there are so many quarterbacks that – you feel okay about this season. You've got guys like Case Keenum and Josh McCown coming out of the woodwork. You've got guys like Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's been great lately, but on the balance of the season, he hasn't been great. Alex Smith has been falling apart in Kansas City. You'd love to have a quarterback like Rodgers out there. And so while it was the right thing to do to cut him when he went on injured reserve, it's also now the right thing to do to stash him on your team if you think you can make a championship run in your league. I've done it in my league, and I can't wait to start Aaron Rodgers starting in Week 15. Who else do you like sleeper-wise for a spot start this week uh, league-wide? Well, if it's quarterback, I think Keenum is one of those guys. I think Josh McCown is one of those guys. And I even think there's a chance that Derek Carr comes through with a good game. He's got a great matchup against the Giants. You want to talk about a team facing adversity, there you go. The Giants have it, and they're on the road for the second straight week in a row. I think Derek Carr can come through there. And if you want to talk about a couple of sleepers at wide receiver, I don't know if Josh Gordon qualifies as a sleeper anymore. People know who he is. But if you're really hurting at wide receiver, uh, you, you don't like your options there. I think Josh Gordon presents some significant upside. I know he's going to play a lot for the Browns. And just a hunch, I think the Browns are going to be playing from behind and chasing points against the Chargers. Chargers have been great against wide receivers, but Josh Gordon really offers a big challenge as far as size and speed goes, and I know they want to get him involved in the offense. Really good stuff, Dave. Uh, last one I have, and this is, has nothing to do with my fantasy team. This is, you know, uh, about uh, – Andrew's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but can you trust Jameis Winston this week, or would you rather have Marcus Mariota <laughs> starting for your team? I'll tell you what, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel good using either one of those guys. If I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Mariota. Jameis Winston's coming back off of a shoulder injury. His offensive line is depleted. He lost his center, his right tackle. They're going to be gone for this game. Uh, I believe they're actually going to be gone for the season, so it's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. how the Bucks move forward without them. And I think this is a get-right game for the Packers. I think they're going to. I think they're going to play well for four quarters. Mariota to me against Houston and that bad secondary. I think that's where you go. All right. I appreciate bad news for you, Andrew, but good news for me because I have Mariota on my bench. I mean, uh, thank you so much for your time, Dave. Uh, really yeah, Dave, great hey, stuff, man. Really appreciate it, man. I've been following you for Thanks, years. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Yep, I've been following you for years. You do a wonderful job. So thank you again, man. Yep, keep up the great work. So much. If you guys ever want to hear any good stories about Andrew from our NFL.com days together, just drop a line. Oh, oh that, yeah. You'll be getting a call very soon. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. There he goes. That's Dave Richard from CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter. At Dave Richard, I, I solved all you know most of my fantasy stuff right there. That was, I know you were doing you hey, were doing man. some intel. I got I got a little bit extra work in there. I, I picked up Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, I got he started the right wide right receiver. I got Mar- Marcus Mariota starting. I feel pretty good about myself. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we should have uh, head coach Vance Joseph speaking with the media. Break a little early here. Thank you again to Dave Richard for joining us. This is first and ten at ten on Orange and Blue seven sixty. But it's a neck injury. Um, I'm a football coach again, so I just listen and learn more about those things as, as we go along. But 
you know, obviously, again, when it's a neck, it's serious. You know, to his, it's his life. So we want to be smart there with the injury. Vance Joseph, yesterday, speaking to the media on Derek Wolf's injury moments ago, or at least I saw it on Twitter moments ago, he announced via Instagram that he's not going to be playing on Sunday. So it's the right call for him, for his health, for his future. And, and there might even become a conversation point. I mean, as soon as this week, next week, where you, you might even consider shutting him down because those you know neck injuries are not something you really want to mess with. We'll find out more about it. And any of these guys want to play, I, I understand it. But, you know, when you have something that's, that, that can be on the scary side like yeah, yeah. that, something that's, that and something that's been kind of compounded and I, I don't know. I, I guess it's something that, that continues to, to flare up, as we've discussed, Andrew. I think that you, you have to at least consider that point. Yeah, you have to be careful. I mean, this is, as Vance Joseph has said, you know, it's a neck injury. It's not something you want to uh, be hasty with. You've got to exercise extreme caution. So don't don't blame uh, Derek, Derek Wolf. Don't blame the Broncos at all for for being cautious and taking this route. And look, he hadn't practiced all week, so uh, uh, not really a surprise that he's a, that, that he would be out. Uh, Domita Pecco, you know, he's uh, out one to two weeks because of the uh, MCL sprain. So looking at a very shorthanded defensive line, but you'll just have to adjust. Yep, that's the case. So uh, we'll hear from uh, Vance Joseph in a matter of moments. He's expected to speak with the media. They changed it today. Around 11.50 is what the expectation is. I want to tell you guys really quickly about Brandon Marshall's Night of Love and Laughter coming up on Monday, December 11th at the Denver Improv. $25 general admission, but everybody wants to be VIP. Goes to a great cost. For $50, you get better seats. You get the meet and greet the Broncos players. Plus, you get to meet the comedians Alex Thomas, Brant Tobler, and Brett Riley. Go to denver.improv.com for tickets. Everybody that buys a ticket gets a signed autograph picture from Brandon. The MCs, our guys, Ray Crockett and Mark Stout. Listen to them weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on Orange and Blue 760. They will also be doing their show live from Denver Improv. So, denver.improv.com. Go there for tickets. The show, Monday, December 11th, for Brandon Marshall's Night of Love and Laughter, benefiting the Williams Marshall Cares Leadership Program. we got to pick this game, fellas. Broncos in Miami, they're favored by one and a half points Bam. as Woo! of this moment. There we go. I don't think they – I don't know. I, I could see this game going a couple different directions. I'll start with Mace in this case, Andrew, because you might get called away in a matter of moments. But what do you think about this game? Take one for the team, Mace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he says wow. That's how he starts his analysis. <laughs> wow. I mean, both teams are hurting. Both teams are not what they expected to be. We talked about the Broncos' defensive line just now, how compromised they're going to be because of injury. At the same time, I think they got a little bit of boost, a boost from Trevor Simeon coming back in late last Sunday. And, and I, while they're not going to see the same type of coverages, that the Raiders gave him late in that game, 
Miami's pass defense has been pretty bad most of the year. There's going to be some opportunities uh, to march downfield. Mm-hmm. It could be a shootout-type game, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think the Broncos win a shootout. <laughs> you know, I talked to you on Monday. I, just, I talked to Mace on Monday, and he was just like, I just – I just don't know if I can pick the Broncos this week. And, you know, it, it's hard in our business. We're around these guys. We we can all make the arguments on why they should win these games. And and it's tough. They haven't won a, a road game yet. Who Steve, are you going to pick? I'll tell you after you pick. I, I'm you buying into Trevor pick. Simeon going out there, you know, and just messing up the Dolphins and getting a win. Yeah, I got the Broncos. There Every game go. of the year. Yeah. Marketing, marketing in ink. Do they get their first road win of the season? I'm going to say yes. yes. I'm going to say yes. yes. I got the Broncos winning this all game. All right, man. I was on Dolphins all week, but as as the week went along, I feel as though the Broncos, again, it's the it's landed on black 20 times in a row. It's got to land on red eventually. Roulette. I, I think the Broncos are better than their, what they've been doing. Give me the Broncos here. I think they win this one. I'm going to take your picture down. Uh off of uh, that definition of cheater that I had up Thank o- you. online. I'm going to take oh, it off now, man. Now I feel better about yeah. life. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we just had to say goodbye to Andrew Mason. He's heading out. The press later, conferences Mason. will start later, buddy. in a matter of moments. So just stick right here for that. But, yes, I, I think the Broncos are going to win this one. I think they're going to get off the schneid. I think they find a way on the road to to get it done. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams are struggling uh, really on both sides of the ball. Uh, but I think the Dolphins are struggling a little bit more than the Broncos are. So banged up, both teams banged up with injuries and that. I, I look for the Broncos to come out and uh, put together a simpler game plan, uh, get that run game going, and hopefully open it up for uh, for the receivers. I mean, the, the Dolphins are just not a very good team right now. And the, there's not, you know, other than a few they offensive got some weapons. On the, hey. but, but they're banged up on, on offense. They're banged they up are. on defense. Yeah, but Indomitian Sue, Cameron Wake, yep. Kiko Alonso. Yep, they have players. And there's no, there's no question about that. Broncos, if they can avoid the early mistakes, they can win this game. It, it it's The matchups are good for the Broncos. They're good for the Dolphins, too, in some respects. But I like the Broncos' matchups in this, particularly by the fact Hey man, Trevor's got a lot to prove. There's some guys on this team that have a lot to prove, and I and I think they're going to go down there. And I don't know. I I just yeah, for whatever feeling. reason I got a gut feeling they're going to get this one finally. Yeah, I hope you're right. Hope I, you're right. I had Dolphins all week though. I mean, I'll be honest with everybody. Come on, man. We tell the truth you here on this show. You to tell that, man. I had Dolphins all week. I was <laughs> I was literally coming into this to today even with the idea, but I woke up this morning. You could have kept that to yourself, man. I woke up this morning. I just I looked outside and I said, you know, Broncos are going to get a win this weekend. Yes. It's just going to happen. Yes. We're going to will it to happen. And <laughs> <laughs> plus, I was tired of being called a cheater. Because I, I don't. That's, that's, that's not, right. That's I, not I took it I down, man. I, I took that post down. I, I appreciate that. Because <laughs> my kids were coming home. They're like, Daddy, why are people calling you a cheater? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, all the kids at school. <laughs> Let's say something about Steve Outwater. I think it'll make me feel bad now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, when your children come up to you and call you a cheater. They did hey. not, man. Nah, they, they didn't. I, I do try to force them early on in life to get to to uh, listen to sports talk radio as much as possible. I, I, I have it on all the time. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think they're there yet, you know, because they're like seven and five. But yeah, uh, it's going to happen. One of these days. Yeah, yeah. They want they want like, you know, Disney music Disney, princess yeah. songs. And that's okay. 
But you know, right now, uh, if they get in my car and I'm driving, sports talk. it's sports talk. That's that's what we're listening that's to. Brutal, man. My kids, as soon as they get in the car, they change my station. Man, you got to be master of your own domain. That's what that is. Hey, man, they, but I, I want them to visit me. I want them to keep visiting me. <laughs> I want to be lonely in my when I get old. Older. <laughs> All right. Well, Vance Joseph should be speaking in a matter of moments here as uh, I'm starting to see it on Twitter. So I imagine that we'll be going out to that press conference here in just a moment as uh, as soon as we get that all set up. But uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, it looks like Domita Pecco, Derek Wolf, Paxton Lynch, and Ron Leary are all out mm. for this game. Jeff Hireman, Shane Ray, Todd Davis, and even uh, Demarcus Walker looks like he's going to be questionable. It's interesting. Okay, well, we'll see if we can get some more information what, what, what on that? that. Okay, yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, yeah just, I'm just seeing seeing the list here. But, yeah, yeah that that's what we do. Do know Wolf, Pecco, Lynch, and Leary are all going to be out. And that's that's not too surprising considering the practice reports. All right, let's go to head out to Vance Joseph. Swing for us. Coach, how big an opportunity is this for Roby this week? It's huge for Roby. I mean, he's been our third corner here for a number of years, but – He's a guy that I've seen as a starter, so it's his chance to prove that he can go out and be a uh, frontline starter versus really good receivers this weekend. So it'd, it'd be fun to watch, you know, fun, fun to watch him play. What are you hoping the governor does with this opportunity? Again, you know, for a young guy to have a chance to have his first start, it'd uh, be fun to see. You know, I mean, he's he's worked hard. He played good in preseason. He played good in spot play this year. So to have a full game to play against, again, good competition against Dominican Sue and Jordan Phillips, you know, top-notch defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Be fun to see. Is Stevenson right tackle then? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a starting right tackle this week. What can you do to kind of try and fight against this illness spreading across the team? What can I do? Can anyone do? Wow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I guess wash your hands, right? (laughs) Has that been a problem? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you're asking a football coach about uh, flu symptoms. I have no idea. Absolutely. I guess I can, I don't know, I guess Z-Packs and all that stuff and wash your hands and um, plenty of fluids, right? That's what I would recommend. I would sign off on that. Vince, does Kerr step in? I'm sorry? Does Kerr step in? Yes, Kerr uh, played well last week. You know, we got a four-man rotation there, including DeMarcus Walker, you know, basically on uh, on passing downs. You know, so we got We'll be fine there. But Kerr played well last week, so it'll be fun to see him play again. Kerr was telling me he, he kind of gets down what Kohler was going to get from him. <laughs> and, uh, and then he got into the group and obviously yeah. the last game. Did you yeah. see something happening with Kerr? Well, Bill's a great coach, you know, and he's he's brought guys here, you know, who have been just okay players, and they've become good players, you know. You watch what Shelby Harris has done from the spring to now, and you watch what Kerr's done from the spring to now. So that's uh, – that's uh, Bill Kolar's touch, and the players, you know, work ethic, you know, to uh, to put up with Bill, you know, and overcome that <laughs> that hard coaching and become a player. So it's it's good to see. You said Rios goes up. I'm sorry. You said Rios is going up. What will be the worst one? Um, it won't be because we get uh, to leave spot. Right, we get a spot there because of the suspension for the week. So, so he falls in that spot. You don't have to make, you're not ready to make a decision yet on Wolf. You're still seeing where that goes. Or... No, he's, he's out. No, he's as far as long term, yeah, like, no, we're not ready to do that yet. He's out this week. Okay, thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys. Okay. All right.
All right, so a couple of things there of notes. We mentioned the, the players that were out. Marcus Rios is going to be promoted from practice squad, cornerback. They get that roster spot because they keep Talib suspended. Donald Stevenson will now start at right tackle, yes, so Alan man. Barber no longer there. And Connor McGovern at right guard, so your entire right side of the offensive line. Oh, wait, wait, so where is Alan Barber going? I guess he's going back into rotation, back on the left side. I mean, that's, that's the way Max, I'm reading this. I thought they said Max played a great game last they week. They did say that. They did say that. But Alan Barber going back to left guard in rotation with Max Garcia, McGovern at right guard, and Stevenson at right tackle. He did say he's going to the rotation, though. I mean, I we, we came into it a little bit late. He might have said that a little okay, bit earlier. I but but I, I okay. they didn't I, I didn't get a direct, you know, thing. But but my understanding, like Alan Barber's not hurt, so all right, let's see if we can uh, grab you. Want to grab, let's go ahead and get uh, Brock Olivo. Uh, is a all right. Three zero three seven one three seventy six hundred is our phone number. So yeah, there you go. That's a little bit of the information. What do you? Uh, what's your reaction to that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that. Um, well, I can't say I'm surprised because I think that's what they wanted at first until Donna Stevenson hurt his calf. He he would have been the starting uh, starting tackle. I'm surprised we hadn't seen Connor McGovern a little sooner than this because all preseason I thought he did a pretty, pretty decent job. So, um, yeah. And I would have thought if Leary's hurt, then, heck, Alan Barber goes to, to guard. He's playing tackle, so certainly he can play guard. But what do I know? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, we, we have said we wanted to see – Connor McGovern here oh, yeah, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So that Absolutely. is something, you know, you don't want it to be due to injury necessarily to Ron Leary, and then that, that's going to hurt the Broncos oh, a little bit. I'm thinking yeah. about changing my pick right now, but uh, Connor McGovern, <laughs> Tough, right guard, Donald Stevenson and right tackle. Donald Stevenson and right tackle. And they need to see Donald Stevenson there. That's his, he's the swing. So that, that really is his role. All right, coming up next, one on one with Dave Logan, Brandon Cristal in. With Dave, so uh, check that out coming up. Of course, this afternoon, all access with Brandon Crystal and Matt McChesney, followed by Crockett and Stout. Thank you to Kevin Stevenson. Good job. Thank you to Regis, James Gomez, my man back there. For Andrew Mason, Steve Atwater, I'm Ryan Edwards. Thanks for listening to us all week. We'll be back on Monday. This is Orange and Blue 760. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.